I'm Ted Voltmer. I'm one of the pastors here at the chapel. I hope you all had a wonderful Christmas. Thank you for joining us online today. We will be back in person next Sunday, and Pastor Dave will be starting a brand new series from the Gospel of Mark, looking at the life and ministry of Jesus as our servant king. So come out and join us next week. Well, here we are in the last day of 2023. And with this many people watching, I am sure there are some who are glad to see this year come to a close. And probably some who have enjoyed it so much, they wish it could just keep going a little bit longer. I get it. And with 2024 starting tomorrow, we know the new year will bring even more change. Some things we may expect and some we can't even imagine yet. Maybe a new job or going off to college, forming new relationships. Some of you will be starting a family or adding to the one you have now. Author and speaker Joe Saxton talks about the new year as a series of hellos and goodbyes. We say hello to new things, some good and some not so good, and we say goodbye to other things. So with the new year just hours away, how do we prepare for it when we don't know what it will look like? Well, I wanna take a few minutes to look at what God is doing for us right now to get us ready and how his faithfulness gives us the encouragement we need to step into the unknown. Let me just pray before we dive in. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the time together today. These are your people, Lord, and this is your word. Please take me out of the way so that your word gets into the heart of your people and changes their lives in the way that only you can. Because we know, dear God, when that happens, then the world around us will change too. So, Father, we are watching to see what you will do next. And that is the best way to start the new year. It's in the precious name of Jesus that we pray these things. Amen. We're going to look at Isaiah 43 today, a great passage from Israel's greatest prophet. In Isaiah's time, God's people had turned their backs on him. Instead of serving God and loving their neighbors, they had, had, they had just started going through the motions. They were more committed to themselves than they were to God and the people around them. So God sent Isaiah to correct them and turn them around. So there is a lot of judgment in this book, but there's also a tremendous amount of hope. The heart of Isaiah's message is that God is always faithful. He will never leave us. He wants the best for us and he wants to help us. And we can know that's true because of who he is and what he's done. So let's pick up the story starting with verse 1 of Isaiah 43. This is God's word for us today. Isaiah 43, verse 1. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned the flames will not set you ablaze. Then skip down to verse 15. I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator, your king. So Isaiah is writing to the Jewish people who would come after him. As a prophet, God showed Isaiah that Israel would be conquered by Babylon and taken into exile as punishment for their unfaithfulness. After their homes and temple are destroyed and the years in exile stretch into decades, the Israelites begin to doubt that God even cares, and that their situation just feels impossible, and there's no way out. Then just as they are feeling completely hopeless, hopeless, and their faith is reaching the breaking point, God steps in, and he speaks. 
So if 2023 was a difficult year for you, or if you're a little on edge because you don't know what 24 will hold, these beautiful words of hope and encouragement are for you. God does two things in these first verses. He acknowledges their situation. He doesn't dismiss it or minimize it. And he reminds his people of who he is. He says, when you pass through the waters and when you walk through the fire, not if. God is saying that bad things will happen, trouble is coming, but I am right here and I have saved you. And if that's not enough, he reintroduces himself to us. I am the Lord, Yahweh. We have a covenantal relationship, you and me. Nothing can change that. I am your holy one, your creator, your king. Maybe you're feeling like the Israelites here. Maybe your present situation is all that you can see and you've taken your eyes off the Lord. There may be a time when things get so difficult that you can't feel God's presence and you're so distracted you forget that the eternal, all-powerful, ever-present God is on your side. When that happens, remember that God has redeemed you and he is saying, I know you by name. You are mine. Do you really feel like I'm going to forget you or let you go? Of course not. Look at verse 16. This is what the Lord says. So God has a message for his people, but first he wants to remind them again of what he's done in the past. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and the horses, the army and the reinforcements together, and they lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. So what's God doing here talking about the sea and chariots and armies? He's reminding his people of another time when they faced a hopeless situation, when they couldn't see a way out and he stepped in. It was the time of the Exodus from Egypt. And you remember the story, after the 10 plagues, Pharaoh finally let the Israelites leave and God had Moses take everyone out through the desert so they wouldn't have to face any other enemies. But then Pharaoh changes his mind and he takes his chariots and his horses and his army to recapture the Israelites. Well, God had led them right up to the Red Sea. So now they had nowhere to go. They're trapped between the Egyptian army and the Red Sea, and their situation just felt hopeless. None of us knows what 24 will bring, but it's possible, even likely, that you and I will face some overwhelming situations that feel hopeless. Situations where only God can do something. That's part of our walk with him. He allows difficult situations to happen to mold us and shape us and to bring us back to him. Remember, his power is made perfect in our weakness. And this is especially true when God wants to use you to help others. After he's taken you through something difficult, he knows that you'll be better equipped to help someone else who is going through the same thing. Well, the Israelites had no way forward and no way back, so God does the impossible. In Exodus 14, he has Moses tell his people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. I love that verse. And that's exactly what happened. God parted the Red Sea and the Israelites walked through on dry ground. And then when the Egyptians followed, the ocean crashed over them, completely wiping them out. And after reminding them of what he did back then... This is what God says to them now. Verse 18, forget the former things. <laughs> Do not dwell on the past. What? After just giving us a history lesson, now you're saying to forget all that? 
Throughout scripture, God tells us to remember what he's done, how he saved his people again and again. The Psalms are full of those reminders. In Psalm 77, we read, I shall remember the deeds of the Lord. I will meditate on all your work. You are the God who works wonders. And now he's saying, forget all that. Here's the reason I think he's saying this. God is not limited by what he's done before. Sure, it's good to recall how he's helped you in the past, but that's not all there is. God is ready and willing to do so much more, more than we can ask or imagine. Jesus said that you and I would do even greater things than he did, which is so amazing, it's almost frightening. And that is what God wants us to focus on now, not on the things of the past. Here's the best part, verse 19. See, I am doing a new thing. This is all present tense here. God's saying to us, look, don't miss this. I am doing something new. I love that it's God doing all the work here. He's not asking us to do anything. He is doing it, and it's happening right now, just for you. And I think that's important. It's funny. For me, I can easily think of what God has done in the past, right? Both in history and in my own life. And I can imagine what he will do in the future when Christ returns and we're all together in heaven. But sometimes it's hard to recognize what God is doing right now, right here. I think part of the reason is that we may not want to see what God is doing. We're comfortable with what he's done in the past, with the way things have been. We don't want to deal with any change. Sometimes the memory of what God has done in the past overshadows what he's doing now. But God is saying that was all good for then, but now is the time for something new. God is at work around us and we need to have the eyes to see it. Go back to verse 19. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. God is at work around us doing a new thing. And in his perfect timing, when he knows we need it most and he knows we are ready to receive it, that new thing will spring up around us, even if we haven't seen or perceived what God's been doing all along. This is so reassuring to me because there are so many times when I find myself asking, God, what are you doing? Where are you now and what are you up to? Have you ever asked that yourself? We don't understand why we're going through what it is we're going through. But then God connects all the dots for us and we can finally see where he is at work and see what he had planned all along. Years ago, the leadership of Grace Bible Church reached out to me and Pastor Dave asking us to come alongside them as they looked for a new pastor. We spent a lot of time with them, meeting with their elders and meeting with their pastor, trying to help out wherever we could. We explored different ways of having the two churches work together, but nothing really made sense at that time. We couldn't see what God was doing through all those conversations, but then the members of Grace said that they wanted to give us the building because they wanted to make sure it was still being used for ministry. Now the Sunset Ministry Center is being used just about every day. Our chapel women's group continues to grow, and Momco, formerly known as Mops, is one of the largest in the area. God was doing a new thing, and even though we didn't perceive it, it certainly sprung up all around us. Let me close with this. Isaiah talks about streams of water in the desert here, and even that language points us to Jesus. Jesus said that if we believe in him, then streams of living water will flow through us. 
because of what he did for us on the cross, paying the penalty for our sins, the Holy Spirit is at work in us and through us. That is how God is doing a new thing, through the power of his spirit guiding us and directing us to see God at work all around us. Like we sang earlier, if I'm not dead, then you're not done. Greater things are still to come. Amen. If Christ has already met our greatest need on the cross, then he can certainly take care of what we need today. And God is doing it right now. Look, I know this past year has been difficult for many of you. You've struggled with medical conditions. Some of you have faced the loss of someone you love. For others, school has been difficult or college hasn't been what you hoped for this year. Maybe things at work changed for you and it isn't what you expected and you're just not sure what to do next. Here's the good news. God loves you because he loves you and you can trust him completely. Do you believe that he can bring you through your current situation and any situation you'll face in the new year? Do you believe that God is doing a new thing in your life right now? even if you have no idea what that is. The Apostle Paul wrote, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no one can even imagine what God has prepared for those who love him. All we have to do is place our hand in his and trust him to lead us into the new thing that he is doing. Amen. That's my prayer for all of you in the new year.